Welcome to Episode 3 of the Bass Guitar Worship Blender Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Bass Guitar Worship Blender Podcast. This episode, I've got two segments. I actually had planned out four segments and actually have four segments already recorded, but I decided to give a little bit more time to my interview with Dave. Uh, Dave is on a forum that I'm on, and he had a really interesting post, interesting for the wrong reasons, unfortunately. He got aged out of his church, and that, of course, caused a lot of controversy on the forum that we're both on um, because a lot of people weren't very happy with the fact that he got aged out for good reason and good reason that they were they were outraged not good reason that he got aged out but uh so it, it created a lot of a lot of in-depth discussion about age on the platform and so I ended up giving more time to that interview since it was such an interesting conversation with him and uh, in an important conversation as well so that means i've got two segments already banked for the next episode so that's good um and still even just with uh, two segments on this this episode it's still a lot of cool information that I think you'll like. And other than the interview with Dave, um, I've also got a, for this episode, I've got another uh, where I basically, with my bass in hand, kind of go through uh, some more technique and and some kind of learning application type of thing. I, I want to make sure every podcast has at least some type of, of, of music application where it's not just people talking. I want to make sure it's also playing and showing you things on the bass and kind of helping to uh, develop people's skill set on the bass as well. So I had kept that uh, that segment in there, and uh, that's a segment on octaves. And I know last episode I did a segment on octaves, but this is a completely separate thing. Last episode was a segment on octave slides, where this one's more about actually playing octaves and working octaves into your your runs, your playing, and kind of making your your parts more interesting. So anyway, that's that's this episode. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start off with my interview with Dave and I hope you enjoy it. An interview with Dave aka at Exalt Base of TalkBase.com about uh, three or four weeks ago, I was on uh, a forum that I watch regularly um, online with uh, Talk Bass. It's a, a forum that's actually for worship bass players, and it's a really cool forum, and I spend a lot of time there. And uh, one of the people on there, his name is Dave, he, he, he posted something that was really interesting. And actually, uh, to be honest, it kind of stirred up a lot of people. It was something that uh, when we read it, we were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what we just read. So... Um, a lot of people had a lot of good input to uh, say on this particular topic that uh, Dave posted. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce Dave and I'm going to let him kind of tell you what his experience was and what he had posted. And then we're just going to talk a little bit about that and uh, I'm going to ask him a few questions. So uh, thank you, Dave, for, for being with me today. Go ahead and tell everybody just a little bit about yourself and then kind of get into the, the experience that you had with a, a church that you're at. My name's Dave, and uh, I've been a bass player for uh, 55 years this last September, um, of which time probably, oh geez, I don't know, almost probably 30 years or more I've played in a worship setting. 
Um, I started out my experience in worship settings in the late 60s, back in the Mamas and Papas Go to Church kind of uh, movement, uh, college. I was a bass player with a, a singer-songwriter, and uh, we did a lot of services. Uh, it was off-campus church, but it was still, that was their target audience. Um, we recorded an album that was somewhat successful, did some touring and things like that. Then I got into my rock career a lot more uh, seriously, was full-time musician for another 15 years in the secular thing, and then raised my kids for a few years and got back into church, and I've been into it since then. Um, I've been a worship leader, I've been a worship member, I've been you know, just playing bass primarily um, for all those years. It's been a lot of fun. Great, great. So so what specifically then um, happened to you that um, that's basically the reason why we're talking right now? Well, basically the thing is, is that I am getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Are we all? <laughs> you know, at least on the outside, you know, mm-hmm. and... Uh, on the inside, I still feel like uh, you know a thirty-something, but uh, uh, I I can't uh, <laughs> I can't make it look right from the outside. And the church I was playing with happens to really be uh, uh, successful with attracting a younger and younger crowd. Uh, the church has been kind of changing the dynamic as they get more successful, um, and uh, they're kind of kind of, I don't know, setting themselves up in the Jesus Culture Hill song, that type of a, kind of a mode, but even with a more of a, an EDM kind of a style. And um, ultimately, I was, I had been on schedule for a couple of years, and I looked at the summer schedule this last uh, springtime, and I noticed that I wasn't on the schedule. And typically, I'm, I usually am scheduled about six or seven times, as I'm basically, I was their number one sub. I was the person they'd call with a two or three days notice and say, hey, you need to memorize these songs and be at rehearsal Thursday night, and I could do it. Um, so it, to see me not on the schedule was really kind of shocking. I call, uh, called up the, uh, actually I even texted the worship director, director of music in, and I asked him what was going on. And uh, he said, uh, you know, that, uh, hey, why don't, we, why don't we meet for coffee, um, you know, the following week? And I went, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we met and we had coffee, and I was told that basically I was not going to be on the schedule any longer, that they wanted me to move to another role of possibly coaching. Hmm. Okay, so what was the specific term that they, they told you? Uh, that they were, that they, he basically just said, uh, we would like to, I'd like to talk to you about moving you to a different role that isn't going to be uh, an active on you know, on team member, but you're going to be possibly coaching in there. They have a uh, an onboarding program mm-hmm. where the new people come in, they audition, and then they have this longer uh, period where they go for a couple months of, of getting together and coaching, kind of getting them to learn their system and how things go. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that, there's a cut, and whether or not some people make it, some people don't. Right, and and I'm all for that uh, mentoring aspect of it, but uh, I guess, but for you, I guess they were saying they were, as you'd mentioned on your post, you were saying basically you kind of got aged out. Yeah, that's that's really what happened because, well, they had their next onboarding class, and I wasn't asked to. to, uh, Not only was I not asked to uh, mentor in that particular session in the summer, 
but I also was never contacted again. Mm. So I really kind of felt like it was like, okay, you know, like, well, mm. I, I, I told you that there was no problem with me. I, was, I accepted it just fine. I thought he presented extremely nicely. Um, he handled it very professionally, very complimentary, um, you know, but uh, it just, they just felt kind of kicked to the curb. Right. Um, aged out was kind of my term uh, that I used for it. Okay. Um, and uh, luckily for me, um, there was another church that I was recommended to play for uh, as a as a substitute, and uh, that would happen right around the time that I found myself not on the schedule. And I've been very busy with them playing two or three times a month since then, filling in. So at least I'm able to contribute. I'm able to worship in the way that is most natural to me, which is as uh, part of a team leading mm-hmm. worship. So you have you have plenty of experience and, and and plenty of ability as a bass player. So it really was simply um, because you were getting older that the uh, that basically you got moved more into a mentoring role. That's right. You know, I didn't I did not look I did not look the part, and uh, he he, met, he mentioned that you know while we we're talking, you know, and the thing is true. I look stupid in skinny jeans. Um, <laughs> um, my legs are you know very short. I'm overweight. Um, I'm, you know, my hair is gray, <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, I can play, mm-hmm. and uh, I've got good gear, I've got pro gear, I was willing to continually invest in, in upping my gear in order to uh, to make sure that I was able to keep up with with requirements of what they were looking for. Right, and I've, I mean, I'm uh, getting up there in age two, I'm in my 40s, so um, luckily I'm on a team where we've got people of all ages, uh, all the way up to pushing 70, all the way down to uh, late teens or early 20s, so, and I feel, me personally, I kind of feel that's how a church should be, they should be multi-generational, and, you know, anybody who has the ability to serve should be able to be able to serve because really whether you look good in the skinny jeans or not which in my opinion probably uh nobody really looks good in skinny jeans but um you know it's not about how we look or or um trying to have that cool factor trying to be a rock star it should be honestly about people with the giftings and the talents to be able to serve you know and i agree with that and and the thing is if they would have utilized me at thursday night rehearsals but they have three teams um that rehearsed every every Thursday night rehearsal because they have multiple locations. They're all in this singular at the mother church, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, if I would have been, you know, they do have did have uh, people who uh, coaches who would move from from room to room and listen to what's going on and comment about what's going on. I was never never brought into that cycle at all. So right. um, if I would have been used, I would have been I would have been you know kind of sad. You know, to have reality smack me in the face, but I would have accepted it, and I would have, I would have been saying, "Okay, this is, I guess, uh, the way I'm going to have to serve," and I'm, and I'm okay with that. Right, right. And, and he also did mention, by the way, that there, you know, I did know that there was another player that this had happened to. He's actually a friend, uh, and uh, he, uh, so I guess I, I kind of knew that it might happen to me at some point. It happened to him a couple of years before. And uh, he said that they were going to be kind of doing that to a lot of the older players. They were going to be not scheduled as much. Mm-hmm. And I'd noticed that they have not been scheduled as much. Right. And, you know, I've, I've, I've been to some larger churches as a visitor and, you know, churches with over a thousand people and have There's noticed. Well over that. I'm sorry? This is well over that there. 
Yeah, they're over. They're usually eight hundred to a thousand per service per location. Okay, so a large church, and I've noticed that with a lot of those big churches, where um, it'll be a giant church, but everybody on the platform looks like they're under thirty. And, yep. um, so it really seems like that's something that's, you know, it's not just, you know, specifically a situation that you've experienced. It's something that I think a lot of people are experiencing, um, as we're looking more and more to try and make the worship team appeal to the younger crowd so we can bring in that fresh blood, so to speak, to kind of reinvigorate the church. But I'm just wondering if there's a danger there in alienating other age groups by just trying to be so focused on on youth. Do you think that there's a danger in that, or if we're still involved I, 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 in the mentoring, is it I, still? I think it depends on how they handle it. Mm-hmm. But yes, I think there is kind of a danger. Um, if if the church actively engages the older people in a way that is kind of feeling integrated with the church, I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if they like with. Um, at this church, they have a, a senior group that uh, gets together uh, once, uh, I don't know, once, once a month, and they have like a potluck and then a little kind of a, a service. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do it in a, they're kind of stuck in a back auditorium. Um, they're, um, you know, they're, their stuff is just kind of, they're, they're almost like a small group, but mm-hmm. they're not, you right. know. And... Um, it's, it's a nice group, good people, but it feels like you're like a, a different church kind of using somebody else's location. Mm-hmm. Um, in the service, if you go there, there is a wide variety of people, um, but I do notice that the crowd is, the age has changed over the last couple of years, so there is less and less of the uh, mix of, of generations that we typically do. Their youth group is gigantic. Mm-hmm. You know, their uh, junior high school and senior high school kids, they get them to combine their five, six hundred kids who show up on a Wednesday night. Wow. Um, then the uh, youngers are even, you know, more plentiful. So wow. there's a, a very successful outreach for the age group that they're looking for. And and so far, they're, uh, I think they have enough uh, millennials with, with deep pockets and um, seniors uh, and older people who are willing to contribute to kind of keep their expansion going. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like, though, with a lot of big churches that um, instead of just focusing on the, the younger crowd, having maybe a rotation of different uh, worship teams that play from week to week or, you know, somehow mixing it up a little bit more where maybe you can have your young group play one week and maybe your older group play another week and then a mixed group playing another week. And any- they did have rotations. I was on, I was, uh, you know, they had multiple bands in rotation, and I would uh, be called to sub in at, at uh, various locations, depending on, you know, somebody got sick, or somebody's on vacation, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. And I was playing, um, their, their sessions are four months long, and I was playing uh, an average of six to seven times a session. And for most of the part, about half of them were pre-scheduled, because of somebody knew they were on vacation, or whatever. And about half of them were just spur, spur the moment. Okay, okay. Well, and in, in we'd already kind of touched on, you know, the, the onboarding and, and the mentoring and the behind the scenes. Is there anything else that uh, people um, 
50, 60 plus years of age can do to still stay relevant on the platform and be able to support their pastor's uh, vision for the team. Um, is there anything else that we can do in these instances where you know people are moving towards that uh, younger worship team? You know, I really wish I could figure that out. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's, um, you know, if, if I could, uh, you know, I, I'm a short guy, you know, if I could make myself be uh, six foot and, and uh, skinny and look good in the skinny jeans, I could probably dye my hair and wear a hat or something <laughs> and, and fake it for a while. But, uh, nah, I'm yeah. just, you know, it, it, that isn't me. Um, I thought, um, the feedback I got from the players on the team was always very positive uh, from people in the congregation. I uh, I know I did a good job, mm-hmm. and uh, that was the feedback I got. And I think that, honestly, I think the, the director of music, I think he was, that this did not come from him. I think it came from upper leadership. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the combined uh, seniors, uh, senior pastors, or... Uh, I think I think they're more directing it than the actual musicians themselves. Right now, in uh, you know, one of the things too is we're talking about you know being aged out, but at the same time, a lot of churches have, obviously they have youth groups, and those youth groups are a lot of times led by other youth members um, that have musical ability. Um, so, is there kind of a, a reverse thing going on here where we're kind of you know teaching? the youth that they need to be that, that it's a, a more of a rock and roll kind of experience and that this is kind of like a cool band so that when they graduate from the youth group they kind of have this expectation of what the uh, main sanctuary worship should be like they're, they're mean, yeah, the, actually here is I think they were starting to develop um, a youth some youth musicians um, uh, but Typically, um, they would put together a, a worship team uh, comprised of, of normal active members to play for whatever they had for a youth event. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they, um, if, if they would have had a, a youth band, would have said, "Hey, Dave, we need you to come in and, and coach." They got a couple bass players who want to get in here. Could you help? I would have been more than happy to be involved that way. Yeah, absolutely. Thrilled. Yeah, I've always wanted a mentor, and, and I think uh, sometimes I come across as intimidating. So I, um, I haven't really gotten uh, the opportunity to help too many people over the years. Right. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I'm huge on mentorship. I think that we should have more ability for the, uh, the more experienced, older musicians and singers on the platform to be able to, to work with the younger group. And also, even though you know we're talking about kind of being aged out is a bad thing here. At the same time, I also am all for the older experience being able to step out of the way at times and to allow the younger um, talent to have an opportunity uh, to play and to worship on the platform. So it's, I think it's. For me, it's kind of trying to find that balance uh, of what's the right uh, what's the right blend and and how to keep everybody how to keep everybody involved. Um, one of the things on the because you know you I'd found out about this on the forum that we're both on, and a lot of people had a lot of great things to say in response. You know, one of the people had said, I've gotten my best spiritual growth from people older than me. And I just, I think that's, that's so true. That's where a lot of our wisdom comes from. And so I just, I really hope and pray that all worship teams, all churches are, are, are not aging out people or thinking that they no longer have any value that, that 
everybody in a church that has talents has something to bring uh, to the to the church well, and to. Except for, you know, except for the very first my first experience, which was kind of a it was a college age mm-hmm. band, you know, um, leading worship. But uh, other than that, at all the church experiences I've been. We've been multi-generational, where the age spread within the worship team has been, you know, 25 years or or so, and uh, uh, or more. And uh, I've rarely been the oldest person on the team, and uh, uh, I've never been the youngest. But uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think I do bring a wealth of experience. I mean, I was a full-time professional musician for oh gee, was I don't know, um, 16 years. Um, played thousands and thousands of, of gigs um, in a variety of settings, variety of different bands, different types of music. Um, uh, so I, was, I think I have a fairly decent skill set that I bring to to the mix, and I know that I was able to uh, contribute even in this last band at rehearsals with uh, subtle coaching and um, and I, I you know especially with with drummers about how to relate to bass players. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I'm thinking too, I mean, I don't know of any, I can't think of of any other, uh, ministry in a church where, uh, where it's so age specific. Um, I'm trying to think of another area where somebody might actually get aged out in in another ministry in the church other than uh, youth, obviously, you know, they're going to get aged out there, but, uh, um, I just can't think of another area. You know what had happened to me, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, well, you've taken it really well. You've said some really great things and, and definitely haven't shown any bitterness towards it, which I think is very, very good, um, very the the right spiritual thing to do. And do you have any— uh, I my wife had a hard time with it, though. Yeah, I, I understand that she did, um, which, you know, shows that, you know, there is a ripple effect to to that aging out where you're not just um, impacting the one person that you— uh, You've uh, you've aged out. You're you're impacting other people as well. You know, family members. Um, yeah. So it, well, one of our one of uh, one of our children, our son, is a senior pastor. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he uh, when he found out, he was like, uh, "I hope you're not going there anymore." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, and, well, we aren't, but uh, it's. Um, you know, it's, it's but it, it's it's a, it's a, it was a sadness. It was a loss. You know, right. there were, we had a lot of friends there. Right. And, uh, so now uh, we have not found a new comfortable home church for us, and uh, so we've been um, visiting one that uh, is a decent fit for us on Sunday, but not in the week. Right. Well, you're still having some opportunities, and it's it's obvious that God's still 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 making some opportunities for you, and I think He continue will do so. I mean, He always makes the the lemonade out of our lemons, so um, I I definitely know that He's going to use this for His glory. Somehow, sometime. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything else that you want to share with us, Dave? Hey, thanks for reaching out. I really appreciate it, and uh, I've enjoyed your podcast. Okay, great. Well, hey, thanks so much for uh, joining us, and looking forward to talking to you again. As indicated, that interview was prompted from a post that Dave had did on TalkBase.com under a forum group that uh, we're all a part of. And if you're not uh, a part of that forum, I, I highly encourage you to be a part of it. It's called the 
Praise and Worship Band Bassist Club. Um, so it's a separate little club right within TalkBass.com. And there's uh, over 1,500 people that are a member of that group. So it's a large group, and there's a lot of regulars in there that are posting and a lot of good information that's uh, being shared on that forum. There's uh, like... 3,500 pages worth of posts already on that uh, on that group page. Um, so highly recommend that you be a part of that forum if you're not already since, hey, it's a, it's a forum about uh, bass players that are on worship teams. So um, it's definitely something that you'll find interesting and uh, a lot of great people that you can meet there. Uh, but uh, when Dave had posted that, that he had been aged out of uh, his church that he was a part of and playing with, it grew a lot of frustration and a lot of feedback from a lot of people on the forum, obviously, because a lot of people were pretty outraged by the fact that a talented bass player like Dave was let go just because of the fact that uh, he was getting a little bit older. And I won't uh, mention all of the uh, posts there, but uh, for example, some of the, the things that people were saying, this was something, and I'm going by their their forum names, not their actual names. Uh, somebody whose forum name is Megan's dad, he writes, uh, didn't fit the visual. What's next from them? Not thin enough? Not blonde enough? Too short? Sound Support One writes, and, and they're actually quoting another source, and I don't know what the, uh, the other sources they didn't provide that, but they they're quoting another source that said young people give life to the church middle-aged people run the church and old people pay and pray for the church and then sound support one goes on to say you ever been to a church that's only one age group an entirely young church is superficial an entirely middle-aged church is boring and an entirely elderly church is helpless hopeless and depressing um, so basically indicating that it takes all age groups to make a make a church interesting and worth being a part of and we're all we're all brothers and sisters in Christ it doesn't matter whether one of us is one year old or a hundred we need to treat all each other as all equals and and all part of the same family you would never kick a family member you, you don't say hey you know you're no longer my dad because you got too old um, so I'm gonna get a new dad no you don't do that we're all family members we should always 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 be a church family that stays together and prays together I'll finish off with saying what I wrote on the forum when I saw Dave's post was, everyone who has a gifting and a willingness to serve should be utilized. Every church should be multi-generational. The worship team is a great ministry to have different generations work together. Old musicians should mentor the younger and give them opportunities. Younger musicians should learn from the older. If it becomes about excluding some that aren't considered cool, it seems like that's becoming a new breed of Pharisees. Segment two, using octaves in worship music. Last episode, I talked to you about octaves, but I think I probably called that segment uh, wrong. I shouldn't have called it a segment about octaves. I should have called it a segment on octave slides because that's technically what we were talking about was when you're playing one note slide up an octave to the to the octave nope higher higher up the uh, the neck um, where today I'm actually talking about octaves themselves so 
For example, when you heard that introductory music, the little bumper music coming into this particular segment, you heard... Um, that's actually using octaves, where if I played it without octaves and I just played it straight, it would just be... So the octaves gave it a little bit of extra, a little bit extra pick, pick me up, so to speak. Those octaves, they can they kind of give it a little bit more funk, a little bit more uh, movement, sound makes it sound a little busier than it really is because just adds a little bit more movement to the to the music so uh, in that regard octaves can be a lot of fun now you're probably thinking well, where in the world can i fit that in and worship music um now if you're if you're doing gospel then you probably got plenty of room to fit some god some uh some octaves in but on your traditional contemporary worship music um you're probably going to be a little bit more limited you're probably not going to be able to do too much in the the funk arena there on your bass guitar um but you can still use octaves there are there is still a place to use them and it's something important to learn and know how to do on your bass and it's not that hard to learn it might be a little weird on your fingers the first few times you do it but the the quickest and easiest way to kind of get the the concept of octaves into your into your muscle memory into your mind or you know your thinking and your playing is to just take your first finger on your left hand place it on a string right now i'm just going to hit a b flat and then with your pinky play the octave higher by going up two strings and then going two frets towards the uh, bridge of your bass. So then up to two strings and then two frets. So this would be your, your first finger. This would be your pinky on your left hand. Of like a little disco-y octave thing going on there so uh, that's a good way of just kind of practicing octaves now that's not the only way to play an octave but that's if you're starting out with octaves that's the first thing you want to just kind of practice to kind of get a feel for that and with your right hand you're probably wondering what you're how you're doing that with your right hand some people well, a lot of people that I see will use the same finger on their right hand where I'm, I tend to do my first finger on the root, my middle finger on the octave. So if you looked at my right hand, it, it's alternating between the first and second finger. Okay, so let's uh, let's put this into action. I'm going to play a just a very simple uh, chord progression that you might hear in a worship song, and just you know your typical three four chord uh, worship uh, chord progression, something along the lines of this, something that would be kind of slow.
that. So pretty simple, right? So what you could do with octaves, maybe you're, maybe that's a verse or whatever chorus uh, on the song. Maybe first time through, you're playing it pretty straight, but then maybe the second or third time through, you want to kind of start adding a little bit more to it. So you might do something like this. So um, you can actually fit some octaves in. In that case, uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing some things where I'm actually dropping down an octave instead of going up an octave. Um, most people just think of, okay, I got the octave, now I'm gonna go up. But in the case of this note here, I'm first hitting this note, and then the next time on the downbeat, doing that lower octave down. Um, so that's one cool way that you can use octaves on slow songs where you can w walk up an octave, walk back down. Um, I'm also, you know, I drop down again an octave to do the fill back into the uh, the root there. Um, so there's a there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff you can do. Um, I'd mention about the you know in the the left hand doing the first finger and the pinky on the octave as being probably the most common way to kind of get familiar with how to play an octave. But let's take a different chord progression. I'm just going to move to the key F here. And I'm playing an F and I'm on a five string bass. So I'm playing the the F on the, uh, the let's see, I'm on the eighth fret of the A string. And so I'm playing the F with my middle finger on my left hand on the eighth fret of the A string. Now a common thing when you're playing in a key, a lot of worship songs use the one, six, four, five, or the one, four, five, six, or they're using some combination of those four uh, chords. And if you're wondering what I'm meaning by the one, four, five, six, and all that, I'm just talking about chords that are built off of those scale degrees. And if you don't understand that at some point, we'll talk about that on the podcast as well. But uh, a lot of times you might be on the root, you might walk down to the six, which would be the D. And so if you're in this position, you're got you're playing with your middle finger here. Now you're playing with your first finger on your left hand on that E, and then your and then the walk down leads you to where your your pinky is on the D on the E string on the tenth fret. Now, if you want to play an octave off of this note right here, if you if you're if you're playing along here in your in your head visualizing this, or even if you're actually playing along with your bass, you realize I'm on my pinky right here. How do I now get to an octave if I'm already playing with my pinky? Oh, well, this is where you got to then do something a little different. And the way to do that is hit the right note. That's what you do. <laughs> I, I overstepped there. So what I did there is I just actually jumped two strings and on the G string with my first finger in my left hand on the seventh fret, 
I'm playing the octave D there. So I'm jumping over two strings, landing on the G string on the seventh fret with my first finger in the left hand. Now I go back to the E string on the 10th fret with my pinky. So you've, you've got that. If you were to play the arpeggio of, of, the, uh, of the chord, you can see, oh, okay, I see how, how that works because if you're playing the arpeggio starting on your pinky right there, you can see that you end right there on the octave higher with your first finger. So that's how you get that, that octave jump in such a what seems like a weird way the first time you you play that and it'll take a little bit of a while of practicing that to get where you can utilize that octave in that position um, where it's natural and it works but that's uh, that's what practice is for and so another thing too is we've now talked about two different ways of playing the octave um, there might be a time too when you want to uh, say we're going back we're on key F again we're on the F with our middle finger. And we might want to then do an octave. So instead of doing the first finger on the left hand, we're doing the middle finger on the left hand and the pinky. So you see how it's We're just uh, basically you, you want to make sure that you're able to also play an octave from your middle finger to your pinky because there's going to be times when you're going to it'll make more sense based on where you're going with the song. So that would be a third way to practice because the you're going to want to go back to that one, the first finger, to the octave instead of the third, and so it's a little weird. But once you realize, oh, I see how I can go from that middle finger to another part in the song and keep my positioning on the bass correct, um, so being able to do it that way will be helpful too. That's episode three of the Bass Guitar Worship Blender podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I want to give a special thanks to Dave at Exalt Bass at talkbass.com. Thank you for your time, Dave. Thank you for sharing with us and uh, just you know being uh, truthful about your situation and uh, uh, just giving other people a lot to think about and hopefully something that uh, will help alert people of what's going on with age on the platform and it will help us uh, 
maybe get some discussions going in some of those churches where that's happening or where um, people are thinking about, you know, doing that type of thing in their church. So thank you very much, Dave. Really appreciate it. If you find this podcast is uh, helpful or interesting, by all means, definitely subscribe to it. And if you could also leave us a review on iTunes. Um, If you don't like this podcast, then don't even uh, pretend like you didn't hear what I just said. So anyway, that's the uh, that's this episode. Hope you'll stick around for the next one. God bless all of you. Thank you.